Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 37. Today, I'm super excited to be sharing 10 of the biggest tips that I've learned in launching. So whether you're thinking about launching a new website or brand or a product or service or course or offering, whatever that looks like for you, today I'm going to dissect 10 big steps that you can take to ensure that your next launch is a giant success. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher, and I'm really excited to do something a little different on the podcast today. Now, I am going to dive deep into the world of launching, and I'm going to describe exactly what I mean when I say that word, but today's episode is all about 10 lessons I learned in launching. So, I mean, oftentimes these days we hear the word launch, and I might argue that it's a little bit overused in our industries. People are referencing things like launching their website or a new course or a program or product. And honestly, sometimes it feels like we can't go a day without seeing a new launch. But launching for me took on a totally different meaning when I realized the complexities of launching giant projects like online courses. So over the last year, I've done over five six-figure launches and I have learned so many lessons along the way. A lot of you have been asking for tips on how to launch your new program or your new offering or your new service. And so today I'm really excited to dive into the 10 biggest lessons I learned in launching and we're going to dissect it piece by piece so that you can understand the complexities in this and we can break it on down to simplify the whole process for you. 
Because let me tell you, launching is a giant, giant process. And it might just shock you when I walk through all of the steps that me and my team take in order to successfully launch a new offer. So let's just dive on in. And as we go through this, if you want to take notes, feel free. But this is going to be a doozy of an episode in the fact that we are going to really break down and dissect these giant six-figure launches and talk about how we plan, prepare, and strategize along the way. So number one, it's all about understanding the why. Before you launch, it's so important to understand the scope of your project. So what is it that you're launching? Who are you serving in this launch? Who is your ideal client? How are you speaking directly to them? What is the main objective of your launch? And how are you going to measure your success? So while these questions might shock you, it's so important to have very clear and concise answers before you even start mapping things out. It's so important that you really get to the heart of things. What are you creating? Why are you creating it? And who are you serving along the way? When you know those answers, you can direct and craft messaging that is going to speak directly to your clients. So one way that you can really get clear on all of this is through polling your audience. It's so important to make sure that you understand who your audience is and know what their pain points are so that you can speak directly to them with a solution. Now, we always poll our audience to hear their language, to determine what content they need the most, and most importantly, to craft our message in a way that will speak to them clearly and concisely. So what we'll do is we'll poll our audience in order to make sure that the idea that we have is something that they need, but also that it's something that they are willing to pay for. Now, we've had some incredible ideas over the years on different courses I could create, different things that we could sell, different ways that we could reach into the entrepreneur market. But one of the things that we realize is that it's so important to test the waters and to make sure that our audience, one, needs the item, but two, is willing to pay for it. There are so many incredible ideas out there and people might raise their hand and say, oh my gosh, this sounds awesome. But when it comes time to opening up their wallet and actually paying for your product or service, you can sometimes hit a slump. So what we do is before we go into a big launch, like we just did with my course, The Photo Lab, we poll our audience. And one of the best things that we've done is we've segmented our email list so that we know exactly who the photographers are on our email list. So we'll ask a question like, what is your biggest struggle in your photography business right now? And we'll have five different options for them. And that will help us craft our message, craft our free offers, craft our webinar messaging, and make sure that we're are speaking directly into those pain points that we can serve them in a way that is going to speak to them. So for example, the photo lab serves the photographers and gives them a step-by-step marketing plan. So we walk them through the marketing side of running a photography business and not the photo side so that they can focus on their art and step away from their computer screen. So we were hearing from so many photographers that they felt confident that they could deliver beautiful imagery. But at the end of the day, it was the business side of things that was really holding them up. They weren't sure how to share their images how to speak directly to their ideal clients, how to stand out from the saturated industry. And so the photo lab was that solution to their problem. 
And we used this solution and the way that we spoke about it to talk directly to photographers that were killing it on the art side, but that were really needing that extra marketing strategy. So before every launch, we'll go through, we'll poll our audience, we'll write down all of their responses, we'll notice trends, we'll notice language so that we can craft our messaging in a way that answers those big questions about understanding who we're speaking to, what we're solving, and what the main objective of our launch is. So number two is prepping. And this is going to blow your mind because the pre-launch phase usually lasts five times or more longer than the launch itself. Now, I remember when I first planned my first big six-figure launch, we were sitting months away from it. And there I sat planning out one week's worth of materials that felt forever away. The pre-launch prep is 90% of the work. During this phase, we're mapping out the time timing of the launch. We're preparing tons of content from freebies to the course itself, and we're crafting the messaging super specifically. Now, here's the thing. I know it's tempting. If you have this idea and you move with it and you create something and you just want to throw it out into the world, but if you really want to have a successful launch, you have to pump the brakes and think through your strategy. If you do good in this pre-launch phase, you are bound to have a successful launch. So for us, we take a lot of time to really put out incredible free content that people need. And we focus on serving and serving and serving and serving our audience before we ever think about selling to them. So one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they'll create this new offer or service or course, and they'll just pop it out into the world. But here's the thing, their audience isn't primed. They're speaking to a cold audience because they haven't done the work in preparation in terms of serving their audience before they go to sell to them. And so what we'll do is we'll really focus in and say, what does our audience need right now? We're sitting a month or two months out from our launch. How can we really focus on serving these people in a way that is just going to leave them feeling empowered and educated and excited? I want my email list to be on the edge of their seats so that when I go to announce my new training or my new course, they are so excited to just be a part of it, regardless of if they purchase it. When we're in that pre launch phase, we are sitting down, we are mapping out all of the timing from delivery to free opt-ins all the way through the cart close date. And we're creating content after content after content. I mean, it is insane. If you could see our Google Drive folder for just one launch, it is probably a hundred pages all typed out single space of content that we have been preparing for it. So number two is just really sit in that pre-launch phase, get comfortable there, take the time to really look at the overall strategy and objective of your launch, be patient with it, plan it out so that when you actually go into launching, you are feeling confident, you're feeling equipped, and you're feeling excited and not drained. Number three is plan your launch calendar a year out. Now, if you would have spoke to Jenna even two years ago, I was far less type A than I am these days, but I now have my launch calendar planned a year in advance, which might sound crazy. Too often I see creatives get so excited about the new idea that they create it, launch it to the public with no strategy, no intentionality, and no thought put into the timing. 
But when I sat down and mapped out my entire launch strategy for the year, it helped me break down small milestones and deadlines. So now I can go into each month knowing where we are at with our goals, what I can do to prepare for what's next. And it also gave me a super clear look at what I can say yes to and what I need to say no to in terms of my commitments. So what we did this year is at the end of last year, we took a giant calendar and we mapped out our launch dates. One is so that my whole team was ready and that they could be on board and extra support during those times, but also so that I could see the overall big picture and know how I could be preparing two months out, one month out, two weeks out before the launch. Now, having this strategy really helped me look and say, okay, during wedding season, I'm not launching anything. I'm focusing strictly on my brides and grooms and how I can serve them well. And it also helped us look at different things during the year, like Black Friday or tax season, and really think about when it is that people are going to be needing our content the most. So it was a really awesome way to say, here's our schedule for the year. We left a few gaps in there that could be filled in with different opportunities, but it also helped us be able to say, hey, we need to turn down inquiries for this time of the year. We need to just focus on our own launches so that we can be the most successful. So while it might seem crazy to even think about a year at a glance, if you know that you're going to have a project or something new that you're going to launch, it's so important to just get that date down on the calendar and start working backwards so that by the time you hit that date, you're feeling super equipped, you're feeling really clear, and you're feeling rested. So speaking of deadlines, number four, it's time to put paper to pen and create your actual launch schedule. So like I mentioned before, there is a pre-launch phase, then there is the actual launch phase and the post-launch phase. And it's important to map all this out because integral pieces of the puzzle fall into these categories no matter what it is that you're launching. So it's so important that you rock your pre-launch. So we start our pre-launch phase one month or more before the launch itself. Ideally, we're starting it about six weeks out. Some might argue that this is the most important time in your launch. And during this phase, we're focusing on growing our email list. We're focusing on serving up awesome free content, creating a buzz, and prepping everything for the launch itself so that we are getting our audience ready for the launch. Now, after the pre-launch phase, we go into the actual launch itself, which is generally seven to 10 days. And during that seven to 10 day period, that is when our cart is open for our new offer, which is generally a course. And then we go to cart close, which ends on the last day. So generally speaking, we do it at midnight on the last night, the cart closes, it's totally closed. No one can get in. And then we enter into the post-launch phase. So this is where me and my team will sit down. We'll talk about what went great, what needed more work. We'll hash out ideas for the next time we do it. And we really sit down and go through all of the numbers. A lot of people skip this post-launch phase, and I'm going to explain why in just a little bit. You need to not do that because it's so important. So we'll sit down and we'll map out all of the deadlines for pre-launch, launch, and post-launch. And we have a working Google document with everyone's to-dos so that everyone knows what they need to be working on, when it's due, and we stick to the deadlines. 
Speaking of deadlines, I know that it's so easy to feel like you're not going to hit them or you're going to fall behind. But something that's really helped me stick to my deadlines is knowing that my team has blocked off these certain dates and that it's up to me to make sure that we stick to them. And so it's so important that you just stay on task and on schedule so that your team is ready to support you. And if you don't have a team yet, don't worry. A year ago, I didn't have a team either. But what I've done is put together a team of subcontractors that have really just helped me out during launch week. So we have extra email support. We have Facebook ad support. We have webinar support. We have chat support. We have a graphic designer. We have a copywriter. We have people on call ready to hop in. And so it's important that all of our schedules are aligned so that each day we can check in with each other and make sure that we're staying on track. Speaking of support, number five is that you're going to need support during the launch. If you think that you can go into a big launch by yourself, I want to challenge you to think again. There are so many moving parts during a launch based on the scope of your project. So like I said, we hire contractors to come alongside us while we launch. So let me just kind of break down my team for you a little bit better so that you can kind of understand how we're contracting this out, how we're outsourcing and what it looks like as we work together as a team. So we have a graphic designer who comes on board. She'll help design webinar workbooks, make sure all the course content is branded and aligned. We have a Facebook ads expert who is running ads to our webinars, to our cart page, to our sales page, all of those things. Then we have two support staff, which Caitlin from my team steps in. And then we have Danny who is helping with the inbox, helping make sure all the tech stuff is really locked and loaded and delivering things correctly. And then our copywriter who usually works mostly in the pre-launch phase. And then of course me. And here's the thing. You're likely going to need help at some point and your team can expand as the scope of your projects grow. So when I first did a launch, it was just me, myself and I, and it was a great launch. We did really well in sales, but I realized that there is so many moving parts and I need to serve best. And that is when I'm serving on these live trainings. So if I can try to take myself out of some of the minutia and really just focus on being awesome on those live trainings, connecting with my audience, serving them in a really meaningful way, it's going to convert better and we'll do more in sales. So while I started to grow my team and while I was, of course, spending more money growing that team, I also realized that launching wasn't as stressful. I wasn't the one working to make sure all the moving parts were going out at the right time. I was able to be supported by a team. I was able to get ideas from my team. And it really, really transformed the way that launching looked for me. Also, during launch week, Drew totally helps out more around the house. So as we go into launch week, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to need a little more help this week. This is my schedule schedule. I need you to help keep the dogs quiet while I'm on webinars. I need you to pour me some wine when we celebrate. And I just really need help around the house so that I can focus on showing up and showing up really well when I'm live on those trainings. So even if support looks like a babysitter or take out dinner, the biggest priority is taking care of yourself during your launch week so that you are feeling rested and excited and that you are serving your audience best. 
So along with getting support, we're on to number six. You've got to spend money to make money. Now, here's the thing. It's true. You do need to invest in the right things in order to have a successful launch. So when it comes down to course launches for me, we invest a ton of money into them. Why? Because we know how valuable our product is. And when we only are open for seven to 10 days, twice a year, we want to make sure that we're reaching our ideal client and letting them know, hey, here's the chance to get in. I don't want you to miss this chance because if you do, you're going to be waiting around for our next launch, which probably isn't going to happen for another six to eight months. So things that we invest in is one, our team. So we are making sure that we have these contractors locked and loaded, ready to serve during launch week. And I will spend just about any amount of money to make sure that I have an awesome, supportive, encouraging team that is treating my business like their own. And my team does that. It's incredible. Another thing that we invest in is Facebook ads. Now, we're going to do a full episode coming up all about Facebook ad strategy and how that looks in your business. But I want for you to know that if you can invest in Facebook ads in the right way, and you know that it is going to convert and that you can serve up your audience with what you are promising, it can be a total game changer for you. I remember two years ago listening to a podcast episode by some online marketing guru, and she said, what would you do if somebody said that if you gave me $5, I'd give you $10 at the end of the day? You would do it, right? You would trade that $5 to get that $10. Anyone would do that if you had it. And so when we started with our Facebook ad strategy, I knew that I needed to invest in it in order to fill my webinars, to sell my courses, to reach the right people. So looking back, I would have smaller ad budgets and they've definitely grown over time because I've seen how impactful Facebook ads can be, not just in selling a course or a product, but in growing an email list and in understanding that in growing that list while people might not buy during this launch, if I serve them well, and if I love on them and just give them information that's free, that helps them out, maybe next time I go to launch, they will purchase. And so it's all about warming up your audience. So we invest in Facebook ads so much. We're going to talk about this a lot. But last year, in one year alone, we spent $75,000 on Facebook ads. And I can tell you this right now, it was worth every single penny. And so I'm really excited to dive a little bit deeper into our Facebook ad strategy. But number six, when it comes to launching, is you have got to spend money to make money. And I have understood that more so over the last year than any time in my life. And while I've never spent as much money as I'm spending, I've also never made as much money as I'm making. And I'm making true investments in my business, not just for today, but for the long haul. Number seven is stressed work isn't your best work. (laughs) I've gotten to a point where I have all of my content and copy and pages ready to rock about one month before the launch. It gives me space and time before to focus on my offer. And it also gives my team time to set up the campaign and make sure that we have everything covered. 
Launching used to be so stressful for me when I was writing content during webinar week, but the more prep that I've done, the less stressful it is. So we did a six-figure launch in January, and I was honestly on the road for most of it. My team had everything they needed a month in advance, and I was left to help support, to answer my students' questions, and to serve my audience. It was absolutely freeing, and the energy was insane. So what I've learned over the launch process is to create a workflow for you, to create a checklist and to follow that so closely. And so when we set deadlines, we're setting them a month before we ever go live on a webinar because I want to make sure that as we're going live on the webinar, we all have clear minds. We're really excited. The energy level is high and we're not going into it thinking, oh my gosh, I have 10 things I need to get done today in order to keep this thing afloat. And so it has totally transformed the way that I launch. And it all goes back to that pre-launch phase when you are really in it and you know what you need to get done and you stick to your deadlines, it can totally free you up so that launch week can be something that's exciting and fun so that you're sharing your offer with just this energy that you can't duplicate. If you're exhausted and you're on a live training, people are going to know and feel that. And so my type A tendencies that I've somehow developed from God knows where, it has really helped me to be able to come at a launch from a restful place and not a stressed place. And so if you're looking at all these pieces of the puzzle and it's feeling overwhelming, I would tell you to push your launch a few months away so that you can just start chipping away at them and getting everything lined up for yourself so that as you go into launch week, you're just feeling refreshed and excited. It can transform everything. So number eight is give away your best stuff. Wait, what? Yes, I am telling you, you need to give away your best content for free. Feels contrary to what you might think, but here's the thing. I always tell myself this. Even if this person doesn't buy, I gave them content that can change their business. I want to pack my trainings so full with rich content so that I gain the trust of my followers and so that they can put my teachings into action regardless of if they joined my paid course. A lot of times it might not be the right timing for your audience. Maybe they weren't planning for an investment. Maybe they're just on the cusp of understanding that they need your program, but it's just not the right time yet. Do not get discouraged. Go out with a heart of service and you are going to make lifelong fans. Even though they might not be your customer right away, they might become your customer someday. Now, I remember when I heard somebody say like, give away your best content for free. And I'm like, no way. I can't give away all my secrets. Like that's never going to work. But look at me now. I'm on a podcast twice a week. I'm blogging content. We're doing these free trainings. We're offering all these freebies. And it has never felt better to be able to serve and show up for my audience, regardless of if they purchase the paid program. I understand that with every act of service, I am growing the trust of my followers. They are understanding that when I say I have a live free training, they are tuning in. They're not going to miss it 
because they know regardless of what the offer is, they are going to be served in a way that can impact their business. When I finally started giving away my best stuff, not only did it cost way less to convert people over to my email list, it also created these devoted fans that totally trusted me, that loved the way I was serving them, and they were showing up for me just as I was showing up for them. So if you feel like you're just going to skim the surface with your training or that you're just going to offer just a tiny little piece of the puzzle, I would challenge you and tell you, give away your best stuff. People can sit on your webinar and say, I cannot believe she's giving this away for free. If she's giving this away for free, I cannot imagine how incredible her paid program might be. So your webinar should be the what and the why, and your course should be the how. You want people to understand what they need to do and why it can impact their life or their business. And then your course is going to be the step-by-step process on how to actually do that. I've been living this up when we have gone into launches and it has totally transformed not just the way that I feel when I'm teaching, but the way that people are receiving the information. It has created this energy around the launches that is just based on excitement because we know that without a question, every person who attends is going to get information that can transform their business. So number nine is things are going to go wrong. I said it. Things are going to go wrong. They always, always do. Still have fun. Launching can get super stressful. You put your heart and your soul into an offer and you're simply praying that people will want to buy it. There are so many tech things and copy things and timing things. Something is bound to go wrong. But I first want you to ask yourself this. Is it going to matter in 10 years? The answer is likely no. So make sure you have fun with it. Give yourself grace. Focus on serving and not selling and encourage your team, no matter how big or how small they might be, to do the same. It is supposed to be fun. I want to tell you my biggest horror story when it comes to launching, and maybe this will encourage you to just go after it no matter what happens. So my biggest nightmare happened when I had a recent launch. We jam-packed every single webinar. We were hitting capacity before we even logged in, and we felt terrible. There's no way that we could get everyone into the training. So we're all in. I start my training, and all of a sudden, everyone gets kicked out of it, including me and my team. And I'm texting my team like, OMG, OMG, what just happened? All of my attendees got kicked out. We had a full house. So I was faced with the option to just cancel it, send out an email, say, sorry, we missed it, or to pop back in, say a prayer that everyone joins back in, everyone shows a little bit of grace, and we jump back into the training. And the best part about this is we hopped back in, we got it back up and running, everyone was incredible about it, and we had the same conversion rate on that as we did on any of the other webinars. Now, while I had butterflies in my stomach and I kind of wanted to crawl under a rock and cry, it was a perfect example of if you're showing up and you're serving your audience with good intentions and you're giving them awesome content, even the worst case scenario can happen and they're still going to extend grace and they're still going to be so excited about your program. So number 10 is this. 
Take time to dissect your launch. After it's all done and while it's still fresh, write down notes of things that went great, things that need work, and things that should never happen again. Imagine having the chance to really sit down and pour through the data to have a clear head and to look and say, okay, this day was really stressful and crazy. We have to have a plan going into it next time and look and invite your team to do the same. So while it's easy to think like, oh, I'll totally remember that next time we do this, you won't. I like to call it launch brain and it's a real thing. So when we create a launch and complete it, we add in notes about ways that we could improve and treat each aspect like an experience. So it helps us prep for next time we launch and it gives us feedback immediately. So each person on my team hops in, they write what went really well, what was a great help or addition, what didn't go so well, suggestions for how we can fix that next time. And while it's so important to celebrate each milestone, it's also so important to dissect and make it even better. So at this phase of our business right now, we are just focusing on relaunching programs. So the process, if you do it right the first time, the relaunch is a lot less stressful than the original one. And so it's so fun about relaunching is we get to go back and look at those notes and say, hey, last time we said that this didn't go so well, maybe we can have a plan in place so that we make sure it just rocks this time. And it's so awesome to look back at those past notes because a lot of it I would have totally forgotten and to create plans and strategies and tests and experiments around these different things. And so if you can really take the time and hash out a really good launch plan, and then you can duplicate it for every launch that you do, including the time that it takes to dissect your launch after it's done, it's so awesome. So that next time you go through it, you are saving yourself a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of stress. So make sure that after every launch, whether it's big or small, you take time to dissect it and you leave yourself notes so that the next time you go to launch something, you're not wondering, oh, what was that one thing that I knew I needed to fix? Or where did we really drop the ball? It's so important to take time to dissect things. So let me recap one through 10 in case you forgot. Number one, before you launch, it's important to understand the scope of the project. Number two is take the time to pre-launch. Prep for your launch extensively. Number three is plan out your launch calendar a year out. So take the time to sit down, look at your year, mark in your busy season, figure out when the best time to serve your audience is. Number four is write down deadlines for you, for your team, so that you can go through each phase, the pre-launch, launch, and post-launch phase, and ensure that you are sticking to the plan. Number five is get support during the launch. Whether that looks like a babysitter or a full-out launch team, you're going to need support, so plan for that now. Number six, you've got to spend money to make money. So invest into your launch, whether it's through Facebook ads or hiring on support. You've got to make sure that you're doing wise investments in your business to grow it, not just for today, but for the future. Number seven is stressed work isn't your best work. Take the time to prepare and make sure that you have all of your content ready to rock before you dive into launch week. Number eight is give away your best stuff for free. Serve your audience so well that they can't believe you're offering it for free. 
Number nine is things are going to go wrong. It's so important that you still have fun along the way. Launching should be fun, especially if you have an offer that you're just really excited to share with your audience. And number 10 is take the time to dissect your launch, go through it, write down the wins and the opportunities so that next time you go into a launch, you have a very clear plan and you know exactly what you need to do to make it a success. Now, after five six-figure launches, I feel like I have learned the way of launching and it's been such an incredible experience to walk through this and to refine it every time and to feel even more confident every single launch we do because we know that we are serving our audience and loving on them so well. And so as you start to think about what sort of things you're going to launch, whether it's a course or a website or a new service or offer for your audience, make sure that you have the heart of service before you have a heart of selling. When you can focus on serving your clients and you do so leading up to your launch, it's going to make your launch just feel so much better. And it's going to have your audience so excited to jump on board with whatever you have to offer. When you focus on your business from a standpoint of serving, it changes absolutely everything. And when you go into a launch knowing that your audience feels so well loved by you and so served by you, man, you are going to see such success. Now, launching can be something that is totally stressful. But what I hope is that after today's episode, you're feeling more equipped to approach your next launch with a really awesome plan so that you know day by day, step by step, what you need to do in order to see success, no matter how you're going to measure it. Now, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been so much fun being able to serve you on the Skull Digger podcast. And if by any chance today's episode spoke to you, I would so deeply love to hear from you in the review section on iTunes. Pop on over, leave a review. I love to read them. I read every single one of them. And it's such a small way that you can serve us back. So thank you so much. Have an awesome day. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold-digging dream chaser, you.